I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. Great to have you today. If you are watching live as Loretta is, she knows, chat is open and you might want to be a part of this conversation. If you have any questions, throw them out there, uh, comments. And of course, if you're watching it in the replay, we do appreciate your comments as well. Uh, we're, this is going to be a very interesting program today. Uh, if you've watched for any time, you know that there is an issue that uh, is is very close to my heart, and that is the issue of abortion, uh, related issues of adoption as an adoptee. Uh, I, I feel very strongly about protecting life uh, in the womb because it is life. At the same time, I recognize that the church oftentimes, by taking such a firm stand, has alienated many women who have had an abortion. And we can with that strong stand, give them the sense that they're not welcome, that they are uh, looked down upon, that they maybe their sin cannot be forgiven, which is obviously contrary to the gospel because Christ came to save us from all sin. And the one thing we really need to make sure we're careful of, and I've learned this from experience, uh, unfortunately from doing it the wrong way sometimes, we need to not shame people who have made mistakes in the past as we welcome them into the kingdom and help them to grow. Today's guest has a book out right now. It is called Secret Shame, uh, and it's really speaking directly to that. The subtitle is Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. An abortion. And uh, Angel Murchison is the author, and she is my guest today, and I look forward to you hearing her story and hearing her experiences and her wisdom and insight. So, Angel, welcome to Life Today Live. Well, thank you so much for having me. Let me just turn it over to you here at the top of the show and tell us your story so we can get to some of the healing and the insight and the wisdom that you've learned okay. along the way. Well, I was the 14th birth to my parents, and I grew up in poverty. My um, dad struggled with alcoholism. He was an uneducated man. He only went to school one day. It wasn't successful and he never went back. He worked hard in the woods. Um, my mom died when I was eight. And so I probably, if you looked at the world standards, would probably be one that would be the least likely to succeed. But when God says he has a plan for every life, um, he means that, you know, he said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. And I had lots of struggles um, throughout my childhood. I um, began to drink alcohol at a young age. Um, I never felt wanted. Mm. I thought 14 children. Um, and, but again, God, through his word, was faithful to teach me but when i was in uh, when i was 15 i got pregnant i was involved in a relationship and um i didn't know even the word abortion at the time i was just told it was a blob of tissue and an appointment was made for me 
And so I, um, I went to that appointment and um, I take full responsibility for everything. Even though I was only 15, um, my life changed that day. On the way home, my family member had said um, she was telling a little joke, and but I didn't feel like joking. I felt like my life had changed forever, but I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So it was just buried in the, it was just buried in my, the recesses of my heart and soul. And I went on to have three uh, daughters. Some women um, haven't had the ability to have children after an abortion, but I'm thankful today that I have three beautiful, three beautiful daughters. Um, I was at a church service. It was a very small service. It was on a Friday night. It was a faith-based sort of uh, mostly music. And this woman began to talk about a little soul in heaven. And Randy, I felt like just all of these emotions, this pain just overtook me. I was trying really, really hard to keep it together until I got home. When I got home, I just, I remember just getting on my knees beside my bed and laying in my bed, just rolling from side to side, feeling anguish, feeling just pain beyond, hard to put into words. Mm. And um, so I began to pray and um, God had told me, he said, I want you to um, call this woman and tell her that you had an abortion. And I didn't want to do that. Um, I thought, you know, I, I don't, I really don't want to do that, but I know about obedience. And so I did, I called her and I said, I need some to confess something to you. And I've had an abortion. And she said, I have to. Oh, wow. And so she, you know, God has a way of connecting people. Mm-hmm. And um, so she had shared that. How, how old were you at that point? I was, um, oh goodness, 30s. Okay, so this this was quite some time. So, so yes, that's yeah. about fifteen years yeah. of and and getting married and having three daughters of your own. Yeah. Um, what what did you do with with that? Did you just not think about it for all those years, or was this something that just... you just don't talk about it? Most women do not want to share their secret. Um, of the many women that have come. Uh, to the conferences and I've had several, we'd have different um, breakout sessions and women would come up to me after and say, "Um, I should have been in your session, but I didn't, I just didn't have enough. Um, They they just didn't have the courage. Um, But so then I started just doing the healing waters for abortion and Many women don't, they still, they don't want anyone else to know. And, you know, God will provide uh, a safe person. Um, I do this little Bible study that's on the end of the book um, with women by Zoom um, through the Healing Waters Women's Ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, God, just as he did with me, he led me to a, a, a woman that I told um so i don't put god in a box i know he can heal his women any way he wants um so i just i encourage people to pray 
And for me, I would have sad times of, you know, Mother's Day. Mm. That would be a hard day. Mm. Um, you know, the season of when I got pregnant, I remember the rain, it raining that day. Mm. Um, you did, know, I did your husband when, know? Did your husband know when you got married? Um, we had broken up. Um, he was the father of the child. Okay. The man I married was the father of my child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was, I had to take full responsibility. Um, he did not, um, it was, he did not know, um, we broke up before that had, um, so it was during that breakup time that that had happened. Okay. And, um, but I ended up marrying him and having three more children with him. And he, and he didn't know at this time either. So nobody knew. Yeah. He, he but, knew. Okay. He, he knew know. about the abortion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He knew and his mom knew. And, um, but you know, we were just kids, 15 years old. Sure. Um, you know, we, we were really just kids. Yeah. No. And, well, um, and you've got society telling you that this is what you need to do and it, it doesn't have any right. real long term well, consequences. And I mean, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. I think, I think that, um, because I was from such a large family and, you know, they were, they were rooting for me. They wanted me to, to uh, be successful in life. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, the heart motive from, you know, the individual was, you know, this isn't, she's not going to be able to finish school or go on to college. And this is going to be, those are all, um, you know, misinformation because uh, as I write in the book um, about my son, Jeremiah, uh, I'm thankful that he has a name. I'm thankful that I have a remembrance of him. But, you know, I will never hold him the side of heaven. Mm-hmm. I will never um, celebrate, you know, his, what he, his purpose here on, on earth would have been. Um, I was at a writer's conference um, in New Mexico. And this young lady said to another person in the attendance and went to the writer's conference with me. And she said, tell that lady over there to write a book and call it, no, mommy, don't do it. And um, so I asked if I could meet her. And so I said, why would you want me to write a a book, mommy, don't do it? She said, well, um, I've had an, I've had three abortions and my friend has had 12. Um, That's a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of buried pain. And um, although I didn't write a book um, called No Mommy Don't Do It, when I did go to the U- United Nations, I did make up some bookmarks that um, that was entitled that. Um, the, let me, you know, let me where, where were you spiritually during this time between 15 and, and 30? Uh, were you were you in a church? Were you a believer? Were you growing in God? What was um, no, no. Um, I had attended church um, as a child, and I even went to a Christian school. 
and the, the Christian school, um, the church was splitting the two churches that brought the school together and they were splitting. And I didn't see a lot of uh, difference between the people in the church, in the school. And I can remember, um, you know, I'm sort of a quiet individual and I'm not real, um, sort of in your face kind of person. Um, I was a hurting individual yeah. looking for love yeah. really. And I thought I was going to find it there. And what I found was just more confusion. And I was already a confused girl. Um, You know, my, like I said, I came from um, a family that um, had lots of struggles. And um, so that's why I wrote the book. Um, The way it's written is from a heart of love. Because it was, when I found the love of my father, it was incredible. My dad was almost 50 when I was born. Now, I thought 50 was quite old. (laughs) But now it's like 50 is (laughs) no problem. That's very young. (laughs) Um, So when you you go go to this woman woman at 30 and, you know, confess, talk about it, is, mm -hmm. is that when some of the healing started to begin? It was like, um, it was like all of that brokenness just left. Um, it was like, it was out the, what was done in the dark was brought to the light. It was exposed and the enemy couldn't use it anymore mm. over me. Wow. And I had someone that was close, uh, at that time and they would tell people, um, you don't really know her and. Uh, I had no idea what she was using, but it was the abortion. Mm. Um, and we never want know what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. Um, you know, I, I was really just a kid and I look back at it now and think, um, you know, I was looking for that love and acceptance and it certainly, um, I didn't find it through that um, pregnancy and abortion. It just, um, but it was when God, it was during the Bible study that I was doing at the pregnancy care center. Um, I did some training through the, the pregnancy care center, but I sat down, I was working at a job and I was in a different town and um, I wrote my father's love. And it was, oh, Father, your love for me is so hard to comprehend. You died for me when I was yet a sinner. But, you know, sometimes I think um, Christians and church, um, we put levels to sin. And here I was, a young girl that had a big sin, (laughs) if it was, if we were going to put it on a level, but you know, sin is sin. And when God said that he died for me when I was yet a sinner, um, love, you had no boundaries. You took my sin and you made me whole again. Such love, the love of my father. When I chose the path of the evil one, you loved me and you led me to your path again. Such love, the love of my father. When I cried because of all the pain, you healed my pain and removed my shame. Mm. Oh, such love. Mm. Where others wounded me, you bound up my wounds and filled me with joy. Such love, the love of my father. When I needed guidance, you left me your word 
and your Holy Spirit. Such love, the love of my Father. Whatever the future holds for me is in your hands, for your love has made me whole. My Father, you say in your word that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, and that's my future because of the love of my Father. Mm. I, I find it very interesting that in, um, well, the shame that you felt uh, over your own actions, and, and I'm guessing, if, if not in your case, in the case of many, the shame that they would have felt around people who are pro-life, a lot of Christians, right, because of their strong stand. When you took that to God, he didn't shame you. He didn't. He brought love to me. He brought healing to me. Um, he led me to, to um, like, the little precious moment boy standing behind a microphone. He showed me that I was carrying a son, that that was a little boy. And um, he didn't bring shame to me, and nor does he bring shame to any woman. You know, he has come to set his people free. In John 8, 36, that's what his word tells us. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so we don't have to take on that shame. We don't have to take on that guilt. Um, that's Jesus has already done that. Like I said, there is consequences to that. But... Um, we don't have to live in shame yeah. and we don't have to live in pain. I like to bring women through that love to the healing waters of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it's yep. been many years ago, but I, I, I had a vision and I just saw these open doors and it seemed like water was going in all directions. It was just flowing. And I was just bringing women to the water. And I would say, Jesus, don't you want me to put them in? And he would say no, and I would go and bring another group of women to the water. And I discovered, uh, Randy, that those are the healing waters of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But every woman has to drink that water for themselves. They have to um, find that healing in him, and they have to believe that word. Um, I love Joyce Myers. I loved mm -hmm. to watch Joyce Myers and um it was actually Joyce that taught me that I was the righteousness of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's and right. when I would watch her shows, um, but you can hear something, but don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And I remember my kids were little at the time and I would march around the house and I would say, I am the righteous of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I am righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, I would I'd, I'd done that for a long time because I had to believe that I didn't feel righteous. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was only righteous because of Jesus, but it took time because I knew what I had done. I had all this inner turmoil and um, I had lots of fears. I used to be uh, fearful of police, fearful of dying. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just all things that happened in my childhood um, from seeing my mom um, when she she would get sick and pass out and go to the hospital. Then when she didn't come home anymore, um, you know, we, you just never know what someone else has gone through. And so I like to that's why I say the book is written from a heart of love. It's written from the love of a father of Jesus because he wants his his people to be whole. Um, I had two special needs sisters. One was born with a rare bone disease and one was 
intellectually disabled and she didn't have a voice but her name was Ethel and she's gone on to be with Jesus now but her um she got what she wanted she was little but she was feisty <laughs> and um we used to call her hooky hooky and Sometimes if you didn't get it right, you get a hook, okay? Mm -hmm. Be a right hook or a left hook. And, but anyway, she, um, I'd gotten for Christmas a radio. My uncle, this is one of my favorite stories. My uncle had um, bought me a radio for Christmas. And we normally got donated gifts. And um, she wanted the radio. And I gave it to her. I don't know if I had the right attitude back then, but I did give it to her. Um, we tried to make life as good as we could for her. Um, and it's been years now, but I was talking to God about it. And I said, God, you know, it was sort of tough growing up with her. And remember that radio? And he said, didn't I give that back to you? You're on the radio all over the world. <laughs> um, I have my own radio program. and. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing that God, um, there's nothing that is beyond him. He said, um, he'd give us back double for our trouble. He said in Isaiah 61 that he will rebuild the ancient ruins in mm. the lives. And yeah, I'm thankful today for yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking to Angel Murchison. This is her book, Secret Shame. Her radio show up in Maine, if you're up in Maine, is called Destiny Moments. And her website, her personal website, is goodmorningbeautifulpeople.net. And that's in the chat right now. And Angel, there's uh, you know Jane sharing in chat right now her story of having two abortions and the healing that, that God brought her through. Uh, I'm sure whether they're watching live or they watch later, there is someone who is watching this, who has had an abortion, who has kept it a secret, and is feeling the shame and the pain that you and Jane and others have have gone through. What do you say to that young woman, or maybe she's older now, uh, who is still suffering silently? What do you tell her? Well, I know firsthand that Christ paid the price for our sin. And he wants you to be healed today. Um, he's not willing that any should perish and suffer. Um, he, he, um, he paid the ultimate sacrifice for our sin, and that does include abortion. Mm -hmm. And I would say to that woman, I want to tell you a little story about a 78-year-old lady, I was going to do an interview in a, another town, and there was a mix-up on the times, and so I accidentally um, didn't, that interview didn't happen, it had to be rescheduled, and um, the day that it was going to be scheduled, we were having a prayer meeting in our capital, um, in the state of Maine, and I wanted to go, but if I'd done that interview, I would not be able to attend. So I thought, well, I better not, you know, mess this up. I better just do the interview and just trust God knows what's best. So that morning, the radio talk show host had texted me to say, can we change the time? I'm taking a busload of 
of uh, people to the Capitol for a prayer meeting. And I said, oh, I would like to be part of that. Can I hop on your bus? And um, so I had this great idea to invite all the women on the bus to this Healing Waters conference. And I talked with him and he said that was fine. And this dear lady, she's 78 years old. She said, just last night, I prayed and asked God, do I take this to heaven with me? Or are you going to heal me on this side of heaven? Hmm. And um, she said, you passed me a lifeline today. So for every woman that is suffering in silence, we pass you the lifeline. We pass you the word of God. We pass you um, those healing waters. He said in Psalm 107.20 that he sent his word and he healeth thee. And um, that is his portion um, for your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And and somebody needs to hear that. And believe it and believing it means action not just thoughts and so if, if you're watching i would encourage you to take some action i want to hit one more thing before i let you go angel uh, and that is two people who are in the church who are pro-life unashamedly vocally uh what do we need to know so that we don't inadvertently pile more shame on someone who's struggling uh, with their secret, because it, it 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 is there is a balance. When we stand against sin, we need to let the sinner know that God loves them and He died for them while they were yet sinners. We were all sinners. It is only through His grace uh, that that we are changed. Um, but yet we we must stand on His word and what He says at the same time. How do we how do we walk that fine line where we speak healing to to people who are suffering in their secret shame uh, while holding up God's standards? Well, I think um, people know that um, abortion isn't the right choice, the best choice. It isn't uh, according to God's word. Um, I had a young lady, she'd had several abortions. She said to me, all of the people that were so vocal, why didn't any of them take my hand and say, let me help you? Mm. Um, I thought about that. Um, you'd certainly have to be truly tuned into the spirit of God um, yeah. to to do that. Mm. But I, I just feel like, um, you know, we need to love people. I um, did a mission trip to the Dream Center in LA mm -hmm. and um, I did a lot of street ministry while I was there. Mm -hmm. um, and every woman that was in prostitution um, that stopped that I prayed with and every one of them, I asked them the same question is there anyone praying for you tonight? Mm -hmm. And every single one of them, Randy, 100% of them said um, they either had a praying mother or grandmother. Wow. And um, that impacted me. It was like, so I joined my faith with that mother or grandmother because it's the Bible says where two or more are gathered. And um, 
I was so thankful that God had given me the ability to to minister to them. Um, I just feel that if our churches were more like a hospital, a safe place, uh, yeah. that they could bring their brokenness, bring their pain, and allow Christ to heal them. We have the keys. We have the keys. We is prayer. Um, and we also have a real enemy that comes to divide, to steal, to rob, to kill. That's his, that's what he, um, his position is. But we have the victory because of Jesus Christ and because of the blood of Jesus. He is under our feet. Yeah. And so um, today, I just would pray that um, no matter what the issue is, that it is uh, all based on a, a heart of love. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being willing to share your, your secret, you know, uh, but more importantly, your healing. Um, I know it's reaching people. And if anybody's watching and wants to get in touch with you, they can do it through your website. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's www.goodmorningbeautifulpeople.net. Angel Murchison, I have a P.O. Box 1177 in Presque Isle, Maine, 04769. Um, the telephone number here is 207-551-6255. And um, know that Jesus loves you and he is ready He's always been ready. He's there with loving arms to bring you to those healing waters. All right. And if you're wanting to get in touch with Angel, uh, her website looks like this, goodmorningbeautifulpeople.net. So you'll recognize it. It has her book right there and has another book as well. Some resources for you, but also contact information if you just need to get in touch with her, whether it's to uh, share your story or to maybe ask her to speak at your women's event uh, or at, at women's shelter, wherever. Um, Angel's someone who's out there doing the work of, of sharing the gospel in word and deed. Uh, and, and again, if you are, if you're one of those who are struggling with that secret shame, put it in light and just know that you're not, there's no condemnation in Christ. That's, that's right out of the Bible. So that's a good starting point. Um, and if you have heard condemnation from people in the church, people like me who, who are very pro-life and take a strong stand, let me just apologize for the, the hurt that we may have inadvertently caused you, it's not our intention. We want you to be healed, to experience wholeness and forgiveness and fruitfulness and purpose. Mm-hmm. That's our invitation for you today. Again, Angel, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate your testimony and your time. Thank you so much. Thank you God for bless. watching. If you guys are watching and you know someone that needs to hear this, please do hit share. And of course, we always invite you to subscribe, follow, and like, uh, and come back. We've got more for you here on Life Today Live. We'll see you again next time. Ever flowing and abundant springs of grace.